right, welcome to the preamble of the show. Uh, this show was recorded on Friday at 9 p.m. Eastern on August 5th with uh, just uh, three days ago to go and before 8.08, final day before the implementation of the deeming rules. Um, so that is the actually the date that things need to be on the market. I believe that you have until Hawaiian time at midnight. So that's as much as I think you can reasonably say uh, for the extended clock, folks. Uh, this show is kind of a hodgepodge. Uh, I am uh, calling myself punch drunk because of uh, of a week that was uh, quite a week, and I think a, a week that anybody in the industry knows what it was. Uh, just an absolutely uh, a zoo of anarchy, frenzied, uh, frantic, uh, fearful. Uh, you know, people just running for the hills and then uh, running back down to try and finish it off uh, before before the doom and the gloom hits with a pending force of a hurricane that will knock the industry out in such ways that uh, the only way to call it is the fake apocalypse, the the Armageddon to the. Uh, it's all gonna. It's it's the 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 end of the world is nigh and. Uh, Everything's going to go to hell in a handbasket. Boom. Boom goes the dynamite. So, again, I, I think I still am punch drunk and just rambling on. And that's going to be some of the show. I'm going to talk about some things that I think are interesting. I think that are good things. But uh, I'm going to record this show and let it stand uh, as a recording in time of what it was, uh, at least how I was feeling. Uh, I'll, I'll try and talk to... Uh, You'll hear me talk to some of the different things that are going on. But if you're hearing this and it's after 8-8, eight, eight, uh, a lot of it's not going to matter. However, if you are a vape shop, uh, now there's there's good information in here. I think there's pretty good information in here. And I'm going to be talking about uh, marketing and how a vape shop has to uh, use brands that have a cachet and a marketing brand that are going to give your in-store customers a better experience than they would find online and price the four p's of marketing for you marketing folks are there are price promotion product and placement and so uh that is what uh people have to do in order to uh, give your in-store vape customers an experience that cannot be beat online and price is only one of the four p's and I will talk about uh, how Pip from Suicide Bunny is one of the best that I've seen in this industry on making that experience worthwhile. I'll talk about some other stuff. And, uh, you know, this, this little preamble is now preambling too long. Uh, and this is going to be how the, the rest of the show is going to go. So uh, if this is not your cup of tea to listen to this kind of uh, jabbering at the jaw, uh, I would encourage you to uh, wait for a different show. But I'm going to leave this here. I'm going to leave it out with uh, rather minimal editing. I usually try and clean it up uh, so not to waste your time. Uh, I didn't do it here. All right. Have a nice day. All right. So uh, with an abrupt start here, uh, I'll start late. Welcome to the Vape Week. It is August 5th, 2016. Three days to go until... 808 day where the deeming regulations almost take effect. I think they technically will take effect on 1201 August 9th. So
things that were not on the market uh, on August 8th. We all know the score. Uh, what is on the market? On the market does not necessarily, uh, it will actually, on the market does not mean having been sold. On the market could include having been sold to a consumer, but it does not necessitate a customer sale. There's a list off of uh, what I used uh, and what I'm uh, going to talk to uh, is something that was done for the grandfather date. So the best information that we have uh, is based off of what was done with the grandfather date. And so to demonstrate that you needed you were a grandfathered product, the FDA published a list of items that was uh, let me get back to it. Let me actually pull the list here. All right. Uh, so uh, the best information that that I've been using and uh, suggesting to others who uh, who'd like to talk to me uh, are the information put out on the grandfathered products, the FDA documented what it would be necessary, what would be the available items to demonstrate that a product was grandfathered. So that is the best information we have similarly by the same agency, the same everything to demonstrate that a product was on the market as of 8-8 Monday. So here is what the FDA describes and there's 12 items. The first is dated copies of advertisements, dated copies of catalog pages, kind of the same thing, dated promotional material, kind of the same thing, dated trade publications, kind of the same thing, uh, dated bills of lading, and uh, bills of lading are, are what uh, is uh, put on to a uh, onto the package. It's been a long time, but there's a FOB destination and there's FOB uh, uh, FOB uh, delivery. And that is the actual time where your uh, where the shipment changes custody. So you usually always want to have FOB uh, be at destination because you want to have the shipper be responsible for it all the way. So if you get, uh, you know, if you get to FOB, uh, if you take possession of it before it actually arrives your door, uh, the lawyers, this is a lawyer thing. Uh, but anyway, bills of ladings, freight bills and way bills, kind of all the same thing. And then invoices, dated invoices, dated purchase orders. And uh, for people that are not familiar with what a PO is, a PO is a, uh, a legal request to... Uh, to purchase, you somebody's saying that they will purchase goods, but it is not a purchase order. Is not a receipt of delivery. It's just not a PO is a very specific thing, uh, and an invoice is also another specific thing. An invoice is not a payment, um, and so this is where uh, my brethren, you vapors out there should be generating purchase orders and should be generating invoices. Absolutely. It's a freebie. Do it. Uh, so uh, the next thing is uh, customer receipts. Now a customer receipt uh, 
you know, that could be a purchase. But by the way, it just says customer receipts. I'd have to. Have to I, I'm almost sure of it. There is a actual FDA got I know there is. There is a guidance document to this list that I'm uh, presenting right now. And uh, maybe if I used replay notes, I'll attach them into the replay notes. Otherwise, you can just uh, contact me at vapingindustry at gmail.com and uh, ask me a question. I got a nice request from somebody in Southern California today. I was happy to answer the question. Uh, so. Uh, Dated purchase orders, dated customer receipts, dated manufacturing documents. That's a catch-all, ain't it? Uh, you know, it could be any sort of number of things. And dated distributor or retailer inventory lists other than, uh, sorry, dated distributor or retailer inventory list, any and then it goes to total catch-all and any other document you believe demonstrates that the tobacco product was commercially marketed marketed so a uh, marketed does not mean uh sales it's it's a different if it if it was going to be the word sales they would have said sales but that's not what it is and marketing is a very expansive word with lots of accessories of legal definitions that come attached to it so uh for anybody who's given up at this point uh Please don't give up. Uh, just as Kate Bush said, along with Peter Gabriel, on the song that you just immediately heard. Um, so um, that's what's going on. Um, I don't know how I got started onto this, uh, but uh, so that's where it is. eight eight Monday. Uh, you're not done yet. Uh, if anybody has any questions about this stuff, uh, feel free to contact me. I I will be alive and breathing this weekend, although. Uh, you know, this week has taken a, uh, a toil out of me for sure. Uh, and I think the, the entire industry uh, has just been, uh, everybody's crazy. Everybody I've talked to is crazy. And the people that aren't crazy are just mumbling and just, uh, you know, they're, they're doing their best to maintain. Uh, everybody is fatigued uh, and everybody is just, uh, they're apprehensive, perplexed, uh, scared, frightened, uh, and... Uh, some people are going into uh, apoplectic shock or whatever the hell that thing is. Uh, there, it's just. Uh, I mean, uh, if uh, I've got the phone lines open, I I do have the phone lines open. I am prepared to dispense therapy. I am prepared to dispense talk therapy. Uh, if anybody wants to call in, and the call in lines for your therapy session would be three four seven three zero eight eight three two nine. I am uh, schooled in uh, Carl Jung uh, and some of other, the other uh, humanists, uh, and uh, also I have training with uh, B.F. Skinner, uh, and uh, although most people would think that uh, strict, uh, strict, uh, you know, what is it, uh, B.F. Skinner, it's not, be it, strict behaviorism, uh, which he's kind of the, the father of an operant conditioning and all that other stuff, that, that some people used to, I used to think that B.F. Skinner was just a jackass, but then... When you further look into B.F. Skinner, you realize that it's a, quite of a, liberate, a, a liberating approach as opposed to Freudianism because what B.F. Skinner will tell you is that you are your actions. And, and because if you, if you change your actions, you change who you are. So you, it's so much more simpler to not worry about all the past, which Freud would like to delve into. It's just if you change what you're doing, you change who you are. That's, that's the liberation from B.F. Skinner. 
and, and on a side note from this, uh, I think I'm punch drunk, frankly, because I've been punched so much this week, I'm just punch drunk. So uh, on a side note to, to P.F. Uh, Skinner is that uh, he actually made a pigeon-guided uh, missile that, that he sold to the United States Army. And so he took three pigeons in the front of a missile, and they were trained to peck, because that's the whole thing with B.F. Skinner, uh, which, uh, you know, it's, it's sort of a, you know, a, operant conditioning so that if you get somebody to do something over and over again it's not uh it's not pavlovian but uh Pav pavlovian was first but but it's under the school of pavlov uh but anyway so he trained these pigeons to see a certain target and then they would peck and then between the three of them all pecking when they when the target became in uh it would actually drive the missile remarkably on target uh, and uh, yeah, for World War II, it, it actually worked, but I don't think it was ever deployed. Um, so there you go. Uh, it's been a, it's been a bad week. Um, and so what else do I got here? Uh, ba -ba 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 -ba. I don't. I have no idea how. I, if I if I played this back, I'd have some sort of idea how I got to the place I'm at right now. No no clue. Oh, it, it's just been a bad week. It's been a bad week for everybody. Uh, and it's just uh, one thing is that I saw uh, I've bought from Apollo uh, and uh, I got an email from them today and they're releasing 16 new lines. They just released 16 new lines. And uh, I think uh, there's uh, uh, Daniela Bloss from uh, over from uh, on, uh, on Not Blowing Smoke. And I believe that she uh, she. Uh, did much if not all of the graphics some incredible graphics i mean uh hats off to uh the graphics uh but so uh in in, in one night's time uh apollo went from i don't know how many brands they have now uh but i think it's like two uh maybe three uh and now they've got 16 and that's 61 new e-liquids uh being released uh for just one one uh medium company uh and so that's that's happening everywhere, um, just absolutely everywhere. And uh, so everybody in the industry, it's been impossible to talk to, uh, have any sort of uh, cordial relations with uh, people ripping off their heads, throwing their heads over to you, and then saying, "I can't talk. Talk to my head. I've already ripped it off my body." It's it's just it's just uh, I, I think uh, it, it's stressful. Um, so what what I did listen to here, uh, so so that's some just oh here here's where I was trying to go with some of this. Uh, let me go back over here. I saw the reason why I brought that up is is I think uh, in all of the craziness that's going on, I'm trying to give an advisory note right now, is that uh, you should not give up. Uh, you should not. Uh, you should not quit. Uh, other people are not quitting. Uh, you shouldn't close down your shop. You shouldn't uh, do all sorts of stuff, and you shouldn't give up. And he here's one thing that that is whoever came up with this idea. And this is one of these things that starts, and I don't know who started it, but now everybody's like supporting it. Here's what seems to be the dumbest idea that I am aware of that will occur on Monday. It's they're as they're calling it uh, the industry blackout. How many people, uh, uh, all the callers, uh, how many of you uh, are aware of what they're calling the industry blackout? Anybody? Anybody? Bueller? 
Bueller. Nope. Okay, so what the industry uh, blackout is, I'm just going to read this message. Um, as you all know, FDA regulations go into effect on Monday, August 8th. So what I just said previously is I think technically they go into effect on August 9th at two uh, at uh, midnight plus one second. Uh, I think that's where it happens. It's really August 9th because August 8th is still a play day. Um, so that's why that's how you want, that's the whole reason I'm t mentioning this. So in a show of solidarity, and this is being posted out out of the the new Safada, similar to the new Coke, except new Coke still tasted pretty good. Uh, from so from the new Safada, this is the message I'm reading. It was just posted. As you all know, FDA regulations go into effect on Monday, August 8th. So in a show of solidarity, we are asking all of our members in the vaping industry to turn out its lights on your website. So Safada is it's so this is a message from Safada. It's it's worse than I I'm I'm two sentences in and it's already worse than I had originally anticipated. Safada then goes on to say, the industry blackout will allow vapors everywhere to glimpse the stark reality of what is in store if we allow the FDA to decide the future of this industry. So last I understood that we don't get to allow anything. We can fight, but it's not out of our allowance that the FDA, the FDA is empowered already. Um, so Safada is now asking for, for vapors to, to black out their websites. And uh, so this will be some sort of, uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, middle finger, uh, it's, I would call this a William Tell mil middle finger where you're going to flip off the sky and hope that somewhere in the FDA that somebody realizes that you're having a bad day. Something like that. Uh, shot an arrow in the air where it landed. I know not where flip off into the air. So, uh, the industry blackout will allow vapors everywhere to glimpse the stark reality of what's in store. We don't know what the stark reality is yet. We honestly do not know. Anybody that wants to tell you that we know what the stark reality is, they they just don't know. We don't know how they're going to enforce. Will they be as cordial and nice as the uh, Consumer Safety Product Division is? Because they've been very nice. <laughs> they've been walking into shops, asking people, going, like, we, we need to look at some of your bottles. We need to take a couple pictures. And the people are like freaking out, shaking like leaves and going, I've got binders. I've got binders. And, uh, and then the, the Center for uh, Consumer Safety uh, says, uh, I think it's called uh, Consumer Product Safety Commission, CPSC. Uh, the CPSC says, oh, well, that's nice. Uh, you want to show us your binder? We'll, we'll take a look at your binder. Uh, okay, fine. I'm, that's nice. Uh, we're, we're looking at your bottles here. Okay, everything seems to be good. I'm going to take some pictures of this. Okay, uh, goodbye. And and the person, the people in the vape shop are like, oh my God, you know, I, I didn't know uh, people on the on Facebooks are saying, you shouldn't have even let them into your door if they didn't show the proper identification. Don't even let them in your door and all this other crazy stuff. Uh, and then all of the, the vape shops are, are going around insisting, uh, well, let me see. There are people that I have heard, uh, whether it be podcast or Facebook posts, that are in saying, oh my God, uh, for example, Kevin Skipper, I heard uh, Kevin Skipper saying that with each and every single one of your shipments, you need to go and print out 
print out and print out all of these uh, GCCs and, and send them along with each and every single invoice. You should you could take a whole ream of, of paper and start printing these things out and just include it, include it, include it. Because that's that's the safe approach. That you better better to be safe and sorry, you know, include all these GCCs. Well, you should do your GCCs. You should buy from a vendor, like I mentioned one vendor, I forgot who it is, uh, who I mentioned last week, that is a bottle vendor that said that uh, he is a skilled navigator of the GCC realm, and uh, he also sells bottles. So if you if you buy his bottles, he'll handhold you through. He'll give you a full tour of the village, you know, uh, if, uh, if, you, uh, if you buy his product. I mean, it's a, it's a pretty good deal. Uh, and then there's other people, like I mentioned, Heartland Vapes, and I'm sure there's a lot of other bottle companies, and there's, I'm sure, some bottle companies that go to shows, uh, the, the vape fests and stuff like that, that are good vendors too. But I know of Heartland, and I know this other one that I forgot their name, uh, that they will sell you the stuff, and you should do, you should put on safety caps, and you should buy the safety caps that have been tested because if there is a price difference that last time I checked like a year ago there was a price difference of about five cents because there's just been a flood of people coming into the market now everybody and and, and their brother and their cousin over in China has done the testing and has it approved so I would I would doubt that there's even a price difference anymore between the the previously untested Chinese part and and the very well tested American part uh, but get your GCC's so the, the wrong information that is going out, like Kevin Kipper said, is that, uh, well, if he would have read the the website from the Consumer Safety Commission, the CPSC website, you would see that they describe what you have to do as a supplier of this, uh, of these parts. And that it just basically says, uh, provide on your invoice to your customer a web link to your own site uh, of your GCCs and documentation. So you don't, if you're sending this stuff out uh, or, or if all, the whole chain of custody of these CCCs it needs to go back to the person that used it, bought it, uh, and uh, who's selling it and all that other stuff. But all you need to do is you don't need to print out reams of paper. You don't have to have binders and binders waiting for the inspectors to come into you. That's what people are going, oh, wow, they didn't even want to see this stuff. It's because they don't need to see it. They know that that you have it. You're supposed to have it. You're just, the manufacturer just has to invoice you for the caps that you buy and say, to see our GCCs, go to this web link. And I know this because that is what, if you go to the CPC, the CPSC website, it has a little section on nicotine and it tells you exactly what has to be done. So somehow our beautiful little industry has people running around on podcasts, doing all this stuff, telling everybody to print out things, have binder after binder just in case, and it's a meaningless fire drill. And, uh, you know, anybody with a manufacturing background absolutely hates meaningless fire drills. I abhor meaningless fire drills. I am perfectly willing to go to a fire, but I mean, if if we're going to do a fire drill just for pretend sake or just be putting out wrong information, that's just not the way it goes. And uh, what's the other good saying in, in manufacturing? Uh, Poor planning on your part does not necessitate an emergency on my part. That's also, also a good one. Uh, so going back to the Safada letter, uh, users who uh, access your site will be greeted with a message and given the option 
to support the efforts of Safada as well as Kasa, R to be smoke or right to be smoke free, uh, the lead uh, the leading consumer advocacy groups in the vapor space. So I guess I, I'm I'm gonna make a leaf of faith here. Uh, so this message is being this message is pushed out by Safada, and I'm assuming it's also from Kasa, and I'm assuming it's also from R to B uh, right to be spoke free people, uh, and that's who it says. So I'm gonna assume it's just them. Uh, this is crazy. Uh, I'll read the the next paragraph. Uh, it's important to know that your site will remain accessible throughout the campaign. Customers who do not wish to donate can proceed to your website by clicking the Continue to Site button. Oh, okay, well, I might be a little ahead of myself. I don't know. Uh, good thing I'm still reading it. Uh, consumers who do not wish to donate can proceed uh, to the website by clicking Continue to the Site. Your website's functionality will not be affected at all, and the message will only be active on August 8th. Simply uh, take this code and put it out there. Okay. There was another one of these things that was done in the past where people literally lobotomized their sites uh, and made them inoperable. And I, it, was, it was down to the fourth paragraph where I, I see that they've kind of fixed it. My, my main point was... Um, Monday is a real day. Monday is a day that counts. Monday is a day that you want to have your site operating. Monday is a day where you want to have your site operating. And I tell you, you also want to have your site crawled uh, by archive.org. Uh, and so here's another freebie. Uh, <laughs> crawl your site with archive.org because that is going to date stamp your site. Uh, people in the know know what I just said. Uh, so you want to get that date stamp, and I bet that this code is going to stop your crawl. And if your crawl doesn't, it, it, you should be requesting a crawl. And uh, this this is not good. I doubt that archive.org is going to get past this, uh, and it's it'll probably provide you with one big blob. Uh, it'll probably say there's an option where uh, archive won't uh, won't crawl if your thing has a robot telling it not to not to crawl it. Geez, usually it's better if I actually know somebody that's what they're talking about to ask them these questions. But anyway, reading on, they they, they give you this code. So uh, uh, they they give a link over to Vapor Shark, and then they uh, what happens when I click that? I go over to Vapor Shark, and uh, it, it, when I click on their link, uh, this is what the future will look like unless we fight back. It's a big black thing, and with an arrow down, if I scroll down. It says donate, uh, take action via CASA, donate to R2B, and then donate to Safana. So they've got their hands out. Uh, although, not CASA. Not, CASA is not, and then maybe that's because they're consumer focused and they're not playing in the, in the business realm. But uh, Right to be Smoke Free is uh, asking for donations as, as so too with Safana. Um, and then it says, if the FDA succeeds in efforts to eliminate the vaping industry, then this is the future we will all have to look forward to. Black screens, empty shelves. That is unless you're okay with antiquated devices, e-liquids from big tobacco. Uh, the power of change, uh, this is in your hands. Uh, if you value the products and services provided by businesses like ours, please consider supporting the organizations that are defending your rights to vape every day. 
So that's what it says. It's it's all it's good messages and everything. I mean, sure. Uh, but I've been approaching it from a different side, uh, and and I think the lawsuit has a ten percent chance of succeeding. That's great. That's that that's you know, you know whatever it is. Uh, uh, I made a joke once that uh, every lawsuit, uh, every lawyer has a fifty-fifty chance of winning, and and fifty percent of the lawyers always lose. Uh, some other people have picked up on that, uh, or I just reinvented a wheel. But I, it's not going to be easy, as I've been talking about for months now, for this lawsuit to win. And I absolutely believe that it's a good idea to file and lodge this lawsuit. And we'll know what happens with this lawsuit. I think it's... It's it it could be later this month or it might be September. I think it might be like the you know twenty sixth of this month or so. I know, there's there's going to be a preliminary hearing and and I think right now they're exchanging uh you know uh, mo uh, motions to uh, dismiss or or a motion to uh, uh, judgment on the pleadings or they're asking for a. Uh, a temporary restraining order. There's going to be a decision point that comes pretty soon here in, in like less than a month is my understanding the last time I looked at it. And here I'll tell you this is that if it goes wrong the at the beginning it's going to go wrong the whole way through. If there if the judge is inclined you know if, if you see something happening positive at the beginning if they say yeah you, you're going to get a sort of injunction or, or something goes well um, then, then there's still a fighting chance. But if it goes bad, it's it's not going to be pretty. And an example of that is what's been going on uh, in Indiana. I mean, it's it's been rejected, and and a lot of times you'll hear lawyers say, uh, I heard Russ say this uh, with his lawsuit and the New York Clash lawsuit. And I've heard other times people say it is that if we lose, we, j we, we, we know we're going to appeal. Well, if you lose and you appeal, the chances of appeal are minuscule, absolutely minuscule. So uh, if you lose, you lose and forget the appeal uh, under most. By the time that the appeal would happen uh, three years down the line, it, it's, it doesn't matter anyway. Key message, summary. Uh, Look for what happens with that lawsuit on the first decision point, the first time something gets decided by that judge. Uh, because if it's positive, that's super encouraging. If it's not positive, that's super discouraging. And uh, I think the lawsuit as, as a premise uh, has about a 10% chance of working. And the reason why I say that is it's all anticipatory harm. It's all the claims in those lawsuits are saying this is what it's going to cost, this is what it's going to do, and there's no evidence before the judge, nor can be before the judge, of any of those things being actual facts. And until those are actual facts, you're going to have a, a tough time having a, a, a federal judge reject the will of both the elected Congress and the Senate and the and the President of the United States as with a law uh, passed and delivered to an agency and then thought over for seven years and then finally dispensed with a two-year uh, a two-year lead time and before actions are taken you're gonna have a hard time having a judge uh, 
just jump in the front of all of that. That's a lot of precedent. Uh, and uh, I keep on forgetting what... Uh, uh, stariadisis, I think that's what it is. I think that... that uh, that uh, the, the precedent of Staria Dysis is going to be a play here, and that will be applicable because the appellate court supported the decision of Judge Leon, and because the appellate court supported the 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 settlement of Judge Leon, and then there were no appeals made afterwards, that it it will effectively be settled, uh, and with the Casaw indicating and as well of others on the amicus brief uh, indicating that they did indeed fact say that Kassaw said uh, and some of these other organizations said that the Tobacco Control Act can regulate electronic cigarettes and electronic cigarettes are a tobacco product. That was before the highest appellate court as a submitted submitted as a friend of, as friends of the court Kassaw put that out uh, and it's now part of the precedent that any new judge will read when they read the Soterra decision. And Soterra is going to be cited. And so the Pellet decision is going to be read. And all of this, the lawsuits are a very slim chance. I guess that's a long way of saying that. But it's absolutely correct to have them lodged and doing it. And it's, and it's a good investment for these larger companies to have invested in it. If you are a small company, and, uh, you know, I don't suggest that you donate to the right to be smoke-free. There, There's companies that are, uh, I think, uh, Cosmic Fog, Rob Crosley from Cosmic Fog, which is a big mega, mega company in in the vape paradigm. Uh, he's He's got uh, money to be funding this. If you are a, a vape shop that has uh, seven employees, and you think that uh, pitching over a hundred bucks is going to help you out? Uh, I wouldn't, you know, as a friend, I wouldn't suggest that you do it. I would suggest that you sell Cosmic Fog's products, or you sell products that are supporting your cause. I would, you know, keep your powder dry. You don't know, you know, depending on what state you live in, you don't know what's going to happen to you. And the federal, the federal implications that will harm vape shops are two years down the road, and not and not two months. Um, so, I don't know. I, I guess I feel guilty for telling anybody how to spend their own money. So, spend it freely, spend it wisely, do whatever the fuck you want. Uh, here, going back to this, is that I do think that that you're going to want to have your sites up and running on August 8th. And if you're going to do this, do it on August 9th. Not on August 8th. It's August 8th is a school day. Do not do not fuck around with your business on a school day. Who knows what is going to be grabbed historically, how they're going to collect data. You just don't fucking know. And if this code comes and they, they have a, somebody in the FDA, it's summer, they've got some whiz kid out of Carnegie Mellon University that is going to go and write a script to go and crawl all of these websites to find out exactly what things that have the word vaping, e-liquid, and all that. And it goes and crawls all the web and collects a sample of every single fucking website. If this thing, if this code that these guys are asking you to insert into your website stops, you know, Joe Wizkid, Carnegie Mellon boy, summer intern at the FDA, if it, if it stops his script from doing it, 
guess what? He's going to be back at school in September. It doesn't doesn't matter. It does not matter that, it, that nobody is going to go in the FDA and go, geez, you know, uh, Jeffrey over there blew it. Uh, you know, it's either going to crawl and capture it or not. Who knows? But I'm just telling you, August 8th is a school day. It's it's a day. Keep, I, I, what can I say? Simplest way. If I had a website, I would not think of putting code on it on August 8th to show a blank screen, to, to, to do a, a, essentially a blackout tantrum, say that I'm going to go and hold my breath, and then to be pitching uh, uh, that uh, people donate to, uh, to two business organizations. Uh, and, and honestly, Safada asking for donations like this is kind of really weird, too. Uh, because uh, it, it's a trade group. It's made of businesses. Either they're gonna, you know, e- either their eyes are too big for their stomachs and they're 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 trying to eat too much, or or they they can do what they need to do with the money that they have. Uh, asking for donations like this to me is uh, is uh, I don't know. It's uh, not too palatable. It's not not a very palatable uh, thing. I, I just it turns my stomach a little bit. But if you guys want to put this code on your website uh, and and hope that somebody's going to say, oh, look, I had a blacked out website, do it. Go ahead. Um, there could be risks or uh, I might be guessing the wrong way. I just here, here here's the bottom. Line. There is zero upside, I think, for you to do this on like August 8th. Zero upside. All of it is potential downside. If you want to do it, Stick it up on August uh, on August ninth. That's honestly what I would suggest. And who the hell knows what this JavaScript does anyway? Uh, so that's one item. And geez, I burnt 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 some time on that puppy. Uh, what I did see is a a broadcast, and uh, I was just uh, infatuated. I mean, I was just uh, there's this. Uh, this lovely redhead uh, named Taylor, uh, and I'll, I'll know her name uh, when it starts. And these guys are from uh, United uh, Vape Network, or what is it? Uh, United Vapors Network. And uh, one of these guys, uh, he, I don't know his name here. I'll, I'll know it in a second. Uh, but uh, he has probably the best rap vape song I have heard. And I, I heard it. It's actually one of the few rap songs I actually like. Uh you know, except for you know uh, Dr. Dre, you know, and and my, my my brother's back in the hood and stuff like that. No, no. I'll play the I'll play the raps. I just watched Straight Out of Compton. By the way, I just watched Straight Out of the Compton with the movie. Fantastic movie, fantastic. So now everybody was talking about the Academy Awards and everybody was pissed off, you know, because there was no black anything nominated anywhere, and a lot of people apparently thought that Straight Out of Compton should have been nominated. So you know, I'm hearing that stuff. I'm going, yeah, I'm not sure. I don't know. I saw that movie. It is one of the best documentary movies I have seen, docudrama or whatever I've I've seen. It. The acting is precision. They they have uh, Ice T's uh, brother. I mean his son playing Ice T. They they've got the actors all look exactly like the people. They they convey the feel perfectly. And what they do so well is that they move through time, and uh, 
you know, and and it, it passes through time, and they do it seamlessly. So where you know that time is passing, but it's not like they have to put a date up there. It's a fantastic movie. So so to every every everybody down there who thinks that those guys got screwed out of a nomination, absolutely, they got screwed. That was a that was a good movie. Anyway, so I, I don't like much rap, but this guy's rap song I do like. Did I mention earlier that I've been hit? over the face and just smashed and beaten up and bludgeoned so much this week. I am, I believe, this is what we call punch drunk. So what I'm going to do now is try and shut up and uh, and play this video because either she, either she listens to what I'm saying and, I, and, and she's like, she listens to the show. So if Taylor, if you're listening to the show, hi. Uh, or what I've been saying and, and appraising has been accurate enough to where somebody that knows better than me is saying the same thing as, as me and I feel good that at least I'm on the right page. So either either there's some sort of symbiotic thing or she has no clue to who I am and I think she's right and therefore I think I've been right on some things. So I'm going to play and it. Special episode here, United Vapors. Um, really quick, we're just going to talk about the upcoming regulations on August 8th and the GCC stuff. GCC stuff so um, again this is just us talking about it we're not going to be um, we're... I think that might have been missed this is James Taylor and Joey from uh, United Vapors Network we're not trying to provide legal advice we're just stating our opinions right yep pretty much yep that's pretty um, much it so we're going to talk about now the, the, the <laughs> August 8th uh... the FDA it's so exciting it really is great. The FDA August 8th. This August 8th thing is, you know, again, being, you know, like having my eyes on social media constantly every yeah. day. Um, that is the most commonly uh, seen thing um, within recent months on social media. So mm -hmm. what is August 8th? Now, I'm no expert. I mean, Once I, I am not, uh, I'm I'm not on some kind of big advocacy group where I'm, I'm in meetings every week. But I do keep my ear to the streets, and I do keep my eye on social media. Mm -hmm. And the one thing that I've been noticing is the potential shutdown of thousands of vape businesses mm -hmm. by August 8th. Yeah. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about what I mean by shutdown and, and by what people are actually afraid of. I'm okay? going to quote... Uh... The FDA regs.info site that is put up by um, Not Blowing Smoke, our good friend Stefan Didak. Stefan Didak. Didak. Uh, I say Didak. Once Didic. again, I saw her vape. Didic. I just don't go with the flow. Yeah, you know what I mean? I just, Stefan. That's Stefan, all you need to know. Stefan, he's a great guy. He's an amazing and, human being. And shout out to actually uh, Alex Clark is the one who, from CASA, is the one who made up August8th.org that yeah. you see everywhere. Yeah. So... It's very awesome. Good job. So basically the provision states that no new products or changes to existing products can be introduced to the market until the FDA authorizes such sales through a marketing order based on successfully completing the SE or PMTA pathways. Okay. i got to okay. read that again. So no new freeze. products. Okay. Let's break that down. Market freeze. No new products or, ex or changes to existing products can be introduced to the market until the FDA authorizes. Okay. So no new product. August 8th, basically, if you're not paying attention, I know 90% of you already know, but you cannot come up, come out with a new anything. product, anything, after August 8th. 
you you cannot. I'm, I've I've talked to certain people that say, oh, I got loopholes. I know so and so. That's great. Um, but the funny thing is, is you don't know what the FDA is going to do. It's the FDA. You don't know what they're going to come up with. A lot of people also thought GCCs weren't going to be at all enforced. And guess what? And the Boom. next day, people were knocking on doors. Very next the day. The next day, shops were getting So ready. if you think that you could just chill and just be like, okay, cool. I don't care. I'll come out with something anyway. That's on you. Well, you know what? You. And I think a lot of those people learned a valuable lesson with the GCCs. Yeah, yeah. I think a lot I, of people were like, oh, shit, this is for yeah. real. And But now you're starting to get that flux. I'm, um, I know I was talking about it with Joey earlier and you know his wife, Angela. We were talking about that. We we're like, this week's going to be crazy. The, the, there's, I mean, what is that? It's August 1st today. Mm-hmm. Seven days. We have seven days. You will see... The most flooded news feeds. Yep. You will see the most product ever put out in the vape industry. Yep. Mm-hmm. In the history of vape. This is, I mean, this is, uh, I'm not sure when this is going to be um, edited and, and posted, but from the time this video is, is posted and edited, we will see an influx of juice devices. to just come out, devices, everything's going to drop. Everything. And so that's something that you really got to pay attention to. Um, it's going to affect shops and, and uh, manufacturers. Uh, all, all, all the manufacturers the because industry. we won't – because, you know, like we're sitting here trying to put stuff out because of this date. And the shops, there's only a certain amount of shops with a certain amount of money. You know, they can't buy everything that's actually going to come out. So, so, like, what are you doing differently? What are you going to do? To actually make sure that your product stands out, you know, within the next couple of days. Because I'll tell you right now, August 8th drops, it, and if it's not, what, out, marketed, and sold, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know what those, uh, how many you have to have sold. I don't know. Okay, so this is where I'm saying they're wrong. Uh, and I've already read why. Uh, I've read the FDA document why. Uh, being sold is a good thing. Uh, but it is not the letter of the law and you know we're, we're already talking about the right to be smoke free coalitions lawsuit uh, the letter of the law counts um, and I've already described why uh, we're not you know it's not over yet uh, don't give up at this point uh, we still have three and a half days and so so does everybody everybody has three and a half days uh don't stop if you're doing it. The answers to these things, right. like, could you have sold one, or did you have to have sold a certain dollar amount worth? Multiple, but it's, I don't know. It's best to be on the safe side, right? And what's and marketing then, it? Is I mean, it has to be on uh, TV or billboard because I've never yeah. done that. What is marketing? Is marketing just me putting on my personal page? Is it? Does it have to be on my website with the price? Does it have to be in a catalog? Does it have to be printed media? Because you know, starting your own business, this is true. Starting your own business, you have to go to the local newspaper and print an ad. People mm. don't know that. Yeah. Yep. People don't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so are so are they going to do that? Are they going to say you need to have a printed ad? But hold up, you can't have any printed ads for Vape unless on a flyer or something like that, right? Like, like you can't put magazine. Va- oh yeah, yeah. You, you can put it in magazine. That's that's, that's right. But Va- you but like you can't put it in like the L.A. Times, right? Mm-mm. Yeah. It 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 has to be in a Vape magazine. So, so if the FDA. So says you, can, that, you can put huh. your DBA in the newspaper. Okay. Yeah, but, but I know can't. what you're saying though. That'd be pretty can't, slick if yeah. it has to be a, like a 
nationally pub publicized publicized yeah you know thing now you're screwed <laughs> now you're screwed. see that they've got a great advantage by by having three of them because you can tell what the right answer is out of what they're saying uh there's speculation they're, they're talking about where you can't advertise tobacco products uh some tobacco products on tv so they're kind of touching a little bit on that uh but Right now, you can if the magazine takes it, you can advertise vape anywhere you want, uh, and you will be able to do that afterwards too. There's no restrictions on advertising for vapor products now or later, and that's exactly why you still see things on TV for uh, views. Uh, RJR still advertises on TV uh, vaping products. They're about the only people that do. Oh, all those plans that you had about August 8th, but if they go, I mean, again, these are just thoughts and opinions that we have. We don't know what's going to happen. Right. And the curveballs have already been thrown. Yeah. Even even the advocacy people that are having meetings every week that are going to Sacramento, they get thrown curveballs too. I mean, I, I can think of multiple instances where mm -hmm. these advocacy people were saying, this is going to go this way. Then the week later, oh, well, it's the complete opposite. Wait, hold yeah. on a second. Well, There's a they... secret committee that was held. Yeah. Yeah. And, it's and common. You're right about uh, the number of products that are going to come out. Just it's to give insane. you an example, I do... As you guys might know, I do like some YouTube reviews of uh, tanks, things that come out. And in the past week, I think I got sent from one company seven different products yep. to review. Yeah. Usually they'll send me one or two products, you know, every six months. Yeah. But seven brand new products. Yeah. That they're they gonna know come. What's up. Yeah. 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 I mean, this is what this is the thing about when it comes to an e-liquid manufacturer. Um, I've had my, I have my opinions about the new e-liquid. I'm just talking about e-liquid, not about hardware, because I'm not a hardware junkie. My my expertise is in sales and in e-liquid. Mm -hmm. um, I know a lot of the new popular products. I know who makes them. I know who owns them. I can talk to them every day. I can talk to the shop owners that are the big shops, the popular shops, the important people. I know I know a good majority of them. When it comes to e-liquid, when it comes to my e-liquid and to the brands that we own and that we distribute. We had a plan. Mm -hmm. Okay, so obviously we all saw these deeming regulations coming. In May, it kind of hit a wall. Right. And it was just like, oh, shit. And the day that it was announced, I had all my sales reps turn their phones off. I had all of my shipping guys ship out the products that were needed to go out from the day before. And we went to lunch, and I said, have a great day. See you tomorrow. I did not make them call anybody. We sent out a mass email saying we're so sorry that we're not going to be calling any of our clients today. We will be calling you in a few days to give you some time to look over these regulations. It's a crazy time. Yeah. The end. That was what happened. Well, since that time, all of our schedules of releases and launches have been pushed up yeah. ex exponentially. Mm -hmm. The products have been done. Not the images and not the labels and not the boxes and not the blah, blah, blah. But the products have been imagined, created, and thought up. So the liquid is done. Okay. There's a lot of people that the liquid is not done. The liquid has not been made. Well, maybe according to this thing, maybe you have to have sold a certain amount too. Yeah. You know, I, do, I don't know that exact and number. And that's the shitty part. What that's is that? That's the scary part. You know? So where do because we... Because it says new products for can be... Introdu uh, it can be introduced to the market until the FDA authorizes such sales through. See, no new products can be introduced to the market. Introduced. Introduced. To the market. So I'm believing that that means introduced. introduced. Yeah, like you can't say, hey, this is our product. Da -da 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 -da. On August 10th. And, and no new products. So like, question though, 
Like, say if you have 30 and 60 mLs. After mm. August 8th, can you say, I have a 120 ml? No. I don't believe so. No. I, I, that's, that's one thing I do think I know. a new product mm-hmm. because you didn't have the 120 ml. Yeah. Even though you had, you know what I'm saying? This, the 60s the, or the um, 30s or the 15s. Yeah. Yeah. This, this juice in mm-hmm. 1530s, whatever, 60s. If you come out with a 120, that's a whole different skew, right? Yeah. That's, that's a whole different product. That's, that's how it goes product. by skews, right? Yeah. yeah. So, so, um, I think from my understanding, the only changes you can make are things regarding, uh, the FDA, right? yeah, like warning, warnings. you know, stuff on the label the regarding warnings. Warning. So if they change something, say, hey, you know what, you need this new warning label, mm-hmm. you can uh, change your, your label yeah. and that's not considered a new product. And bro, you no. can't okay. even rebrand because you that's a new re-brand. product. Yep, that's cannot. new product. You are stuck with that bottle, that label, everything, how it looks. Until things change, August 8th. Or it's whatever. Yeah. August 8th. So, what you have is what by you August have. 8th is what you have. Yep. You can't change it, can't switch it up. Are it's a cold? new product. It no, has to I'm be good. that. No. So, um, no. don't think you're, you're going to. Okay, pro tip uh, warnings can be added. I could explain why, but you, you, <laughs> some people don't believe shit out of my mouth. So, I don't care at this point, but you will be able to add warnings. You will be able to. Believe me or not. Bye-bye. You're like, oh, well, I've had this juice for three years. Oh, man. By uh, for November, we're going to reformulate it, put it in a new bottle, put it in a different box. No. It's still the same company. It's still the same juice. Still the same SKU number or whatever. I, I don't I don't know what, what, what they're going to say, but still the same. No, there's that's a new no, product because... There's no loopholes on that. It's yeah. a new product. And the other thing, too, is, is that I want to say, I mean, I am not a huge fan of this regulation, as most people are not. Yeah. However, the one thing I will say... Okay, this is the, the part where uh, Taylor really impresses me, or... Kinda, I think she might be listening to me, but I do not know. But uh, she's gonna say some really good stuff here, uh, and and she probably hasn't listened to me to be frank. But I think what she's saying about coming up here is is solid because I I, th- I really think it's solid. So I'll let it rip. Say about this, and a lot of shops have. I have a huge client base of shops that buy from me. I talk to over sixty shops a day. And when I speak with them, a lot of them have a lot of the same thing to say. They say... Okay, she said she talks to 60 shops a day. The odds of her actually listening to this show uh, have dropped exponentially. So, uh, I think what she's going to say is true. And it's, it's what I've been appraising, but it's good for me to know that somebody that is closer to the battlefield than I is seeing what I am thinking is going on. I've said it so many times already. I said it again. We, the only somewhat silver lining to this whole thing is that the people that thought that they could create a, a line in a matter of a month and invest $1,000 and not do it the right way, will not be able to make any new products. Right. They will not be able to make a new product. So the people that have been in the industry that kind of, you know, have their bearings and know what they're doing and have been around, you know, I've been in this industry for over three years. Um, we have our products. We have our manufacturing schedules. We have our marketing. We have our sales team. Um, 
we will survive and prevail. The other silver lining is, is that this market freeze, it's been booming and the bubble has been getting bigger and bigger and bigger for months on end when it comes to new products, especially e-liquid. Right. Every single fucking day I saw a new thing on Cali Vapors, Vape Porn, all these other Instagram pages. And eventually you start to realize, Jesus, fuck, what are they going to do next? I mean, come yeah. on. And it was getting a little insane. Um, and it was a lot of smashing and grabbing. Yeah. It was a lot of like, what, how can I beat you? Oh, I'll just drop the price. I won't make any money off of it, but you yeah. know what? I'm going to make sure you don't make money off of it. It turned very weird and I'm kind of, it's not a good thing. And I'm not saying that people shouldn't have their right to make money. However, I do believe that the people that may not know exactly what they're doing to our extent mm. won't be able to continue to make products and kind of tank the industry because it has been tanking the industry there have yeah. been a lot of shops that are you know with certain 120 mills that are retailing you know at like 20 bucks that's really hard for a shop to com you know juice lines to compete i mean there's obviously there's a good thing of having an affordable product however when you're not literally making any money and you're just messing up the entire industry that's kind of right. a problem that's my personal opinion the second thing that's a silver lining for me um that i personally think is somewhat good is that with these regulations, um, I just totally lost train of thought. There was another really good silver lining. <laughs> the other, oh, the other good one is. I'm trying to convince Stefan to answer some questions for us. Hi, oh. Stefan, you should come down here. Please. Oh, just talk at least over us. the phone, right? Oh, yeah, talk to us, Stefan. Answer some questions. Yeah, Help us should. out, please. Yeah, definitely. Um, so when the other silver lining that I think is really important, Yeah. and it's a really good thing, in my opinion, is a lot of these older brands that are good brands yeah. will be revitalized again. I genuinely think that. Yeah. Because there's only so much, you know, the hype shit. Hype, 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 hype. Yeah. That, with the older lines that have been around for a long time, since 2000 and even 12. Yeah. You know, back in, like, the local vape booming era when it was all about you know distributors and there was only a few and it was like they carried these brands and you're with this squad. Yeah. Those brands, I think, will come back. You know what I mean? I think they're going to come back because there's only so much hype shit. Those aren't going to last on people's shelves. Less so competition, you're saying, people right? out. Yeah. Less competition, and, and it has to be a juice that actually sells well. Yeah, to the consumers. Not just pure marketing. Right. Because there's not going to be any marketing. Right. Well, right. Here's, here's my take on it. Okay. So all these shops, now there's no more new um, product, right? Yeah. So so the shops are going to be stuck with the product that's out there, right? Yep. yep. Okay. Eventually, the, the shops will know what product is going to sell and what product's not going to sell. That's going to restrict a lot of companies that are just coming out just to get a quick buck into shop because if you don't give a shit about your juice, yep. it, the you know people can figure it out eventually. Basically, what I'm trying to say is, is the the people that are are ha, that have been in this for the wrong reasons that that if you don't put their like 100 into their uh, product, you're not going to be around much longer because I'll tell you right now. The only thing that these shops are going to, want to carry is product that pushes the sales. Yeah, sustainable. True, and and if if you're not dumping any money into marketing, if you're not putting anything into the um, R and D of your you know uh, you know of your product, you won't be around much longer. That smash and, and grab is going to go quick. Exactly, and 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 for, <laughs> I got this dude's face in my head. I know his name and everything too, but. I remember at a trade show, he came into me. He goes, I'm starting this new vape advocacy thing. It's called this. And, and man, we're going to push hard with it. Da, da, da. Yeah, man. And I'm, I'm, I'm all about this vape stuff. And, yeah, the vape 
vape life forever and I'm doing all this vape stuff to help people quit smoking, whatever. So he found out about the regs hitting on August 8th. And I know I know why he decided to bounce because I, I, I saw his, his pattern. Every three or four months, he would have a new product. Every three or four months, he would have a new product. So when he saw this August 8th thing, he tells me, he goes, he goes, man, I'm going to this country and um, I'm going to manufacture toys. <laughs> oh, dude, I thought you was about that life, though. I thought you was about, you know, helping people quit smoking. I thought you was about this. And August 8th, and you up just like that. He goes, man, I can't come out with, with new product. Yeah. No, uh, Stefan said uh, he was busy, but then he saw that you're in the video, and he said, lol, Taylor, what number? So mm-hmm. he's going to call and thank you, Taylor. Oh, I See? love him. He has my number. Tell him to call me. Yeah. Well, I told him just call the number. Oh, okay. So we'll yeah, have him on. Uh, so Stefan from Not Blowing Smoke will be talking to us. Yeah. I love him. He's a key. And, you know, everybody has opinions about advocacy. And to be honest, whenever I, whenever I need assistance or I have a question or something happens and I'm not nearly as caught up as Stefan is, I will say one thing about Stefan. I have talked to Stefan in the middle of the night at three o'clock in the morning. Same, same here. Message for him like and hours I said, too. Hey, <laughs> hey, man, this is even about personal shit. It yeah. doesn't even matter. I'll talk to him as a friend. Yeah. But I ask him what he's doing, and it's always advocacy. Yeah. It's always something that even if you know other people may disagree or whatever, he is so. Oh, is that him? Yeah, that's him. Nine two five. All right, uh, then Stefan does call into this, and he talks, and uh, I think it's going to probably be better that you actually listen to this whole video yourselves. Uh, Of of YouTube advocacy videos that I've seen, this, in the last... Since the deeming dropped, this is the best video I've seen on YouTube on advocacy and what people need to know. Uh, the whole thing and what uh, Taylor said there was was really spot on she obviously has a tremendous history and knowledge of the industry uh, you know and I I think what what they said there is is similar to what I had been saying uh, but obviously generated in a completely different way is that if there is such a push uh, of these uh, companies to uh, bring on products that it really pushes the price down that's going to impact the vape shops because their margins are going to be their margins are more or less fixed um, and so the only way to if the if the the wholesale price drops dramatically then the margins will be under gigantic pressure at, in the vape shops and it'll be uh, people trying to lower their prices and lower their prices to a certain extent now uh if if anybody's listened uh to my very first show when i interviewed uh pip uh pip uh, i guess her name's tiffany and she still owes me a complete interview and i have no no reason to believe that she's not going to do that at some point if i ever can i've been able to get a hold of nobody in this last 90 days really uh but uh if you look at just marketing expertise and how well Suicide Bunny has done their work. And I told her when I when I first met her over in uh, at ECC last year, about a year ago now. Uh, I told her this, and I asked her the, the 
you know, does she have a marketing, you know, was she a marketing major in college? And uh, she said she was not. Uh, and uh, and I told her how well I think that she's done it. Uh, and so uh, I, she she's just a natural, I guess, uh, as far as what she's done. And here's the things that I've noticed that she's done uh, is that she's focused on the vape shops. And I mentioned if in my first episode, I, I talked to her about that in, in their interview. I, I had her uh, interviewed for about five minutes. Uh, but she's always focused on the vape shops. So uh, who, which vape shops she puts her products in, there's some sort of level. Uh, and it's not a gigantic online juice. So even though it has a buzz uh, on it, you know, everybody, you know, mother's milk, uh, and who does not like mother's milk? I mean, you know, the only people, you know, did, did you reject the tit? I mean, uh, that's, I can't, I, I took enough, <laughs> took enough psychology in, the in, uh, college to, uh, screw me up for the rest of my life. Uh, that's a joke, uh, from Saturday Night Live. Uh, but mother's milk obviously has always had a buzz on it. Uh, and people have been, uh, if you want to get it, you have to go to your local vape shop. That's where you get it. You don't get it online. It, and you don't get it online because uh, there's a couple places that now do sell it online. But you don't get it at, online cheaper than you can get it at your vape shop. And it, that's what Apple does. If you can buy something, an Apple product, it's you can't. Eat, there's no sales on Apple products unless it comes from the you know, they've just recently started to do some sales, but uh, if you buy an Apple product, th they support their their manufacturers. Uh, another another uh, another aside is that uh, they also do that with apps. They control their apps. Uh, Apple does, uh, and obviously, Apple is probably one of the best marketing companies. Uh, let's use some jargon in our generation uh, of a generation. So they, they, they said that uh, at an app conference, that even though there are more users of Google, of Android, uh, that app developers that stay with Apple make more money, even with a smaller installed base, app to app. So even though there's more there's way more Android phones. Uh, people, you know, uh, root their devices and then they're able to put on, uh, you can put copied software onto your uh, Google phone really easy. You, there's no protection against it. Uh, so app developers that, that stay writing for Apple make more money. And that's kind of what Pip is doing is that people that are selling her products in their stores have their retained margins and she's not diminishing the brand pricing by selling it off dirt cheap online so if somebody likes that flavor that they need to go to their vape shop uh, she supports the vape shop she's supporting her customers by doing that and uh, and then in turn those vape shops have their margin and then they turn it over uh, to the customers and the, the customers don't have buyer's remorse after they go into a vape shop and go on, geez, you know, I, I bought the sea liquid for uh, 22 bucks, uh, which I think was at last time I looked at it, that was the standard pricing for her products, 22 bucks. Uh, if, uh, if you, uh, if you buy her product 
at your local vape shop, you know, driving down your street, paying your local taxes, you do all that stuff, you don't then get home, go, oh, I love this stuff, check it out online and find it for half the price and feel like, a, you know, an idiot for doing that. So she protects... Uh, you know, uh, buyer's remorse, she protects against the end consumer having buyer remorse on pricing. Uh, and all of this stuff is going to be true going forward. There's other brands that, that you know, uh, work hard on their brand image. Of course, uh, you know, a good example of this would be, uh, you know, uh, Five Pawns. Obviously, Five Pawns is another uh you know, uh, e-liquid company that comes out of the school of marketing uh, that is looking at brand differentiation and, uh, you know, creating perceived value uh, by using good marketing of a product. Uh, and so Pip has just done that naturally. Uh, and so she, she sponsors the show. She does all of this stuff. Uh, she sponsors a lot of shows. Uh, and I just saw her... Uh, about a month ago, uh, she went on with Vapor Joe in a orange uh, uh, T-shirt because I guess uh, she was watching uh, somebody being, uh, you know, harassed by the police. And and hopefully the the, the case is that she's just never seen an arrest before. Uh, but she was saying to the cop, uh, "Hey, don't do that. You know, you're not. Hey, just you know, take it easy. You know, you know, take it easy. You know." And she was telling that to a cop, and the cop turned to her and was, I guess, surprised that anybody would be talking to a cop. And uh, he said, "You know, told her to be quiet," and she refused to be quiet. And then he said, "What are you drunk?" And she says, "No, I'm not drunk. Uh, just uh, don't do that." And uh, so she anyway anyway she got uh, apparently pulled in uh, and arrested for public intoxication. Uh, so she then went on with Vapor Joe, uh, and I, if people have heard that uh, Vapor Joe did a, a very lengthy interview on this show back in the day, and uh, I consider him a friend of the show, uh, and uh, I've also uh, gone on his show a couple times, and so uh, obviously that Vapor Joe has. A, uh, distractors and, and people that like them at the same time, uh, kind of like the Howard Cosell of vaping. Uh, people uh, people dislike them and like them at the same time. There's, we've got multiple Howard Cosells. Uh, but, so she went on with, with that. Uh, and so she's doing, she's pushing, she's in there with the community, helping the vape shops, talking to people, doing all that stuff. That is great for supporting the vape shops and that type of marketing and all this other stuff. So what taking it back to what Taylor is saying, she's saying that there's been some people that are dumping e-liquids on the market. And she's talking about uh, like 120 mils at wholesale for like uh, 10 bucks or 20 bucks or some sort of ridiculously low number. If And what I was saying last week, if, if vape shops take that in and then... Uh, get their customers to do that by not upselling them and by not by not giving them satisfaction. You know, uh, well, that's the wrong word. By not marketing and giving them customer service to where their local experience has more value than just being online and strictly price conscious, they are going to harm their vape shops. So that's why I would suggest that if you are a vape shop owner that you 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 buddy up with some of these brands that are going to support you and it's not every single brand it's not just it's uh you know there there's large brands that uh that don't necessarily help out uh uh for example uh well, 
there are large brands that are are selling into Seven uh, Elevens now and and stuff like that and gas stations. Um, and uh, I've seen at least one national brand that does that. Um, so if we price war ourselves, uh, we will price war ourselves to death. Um, and I, I, and you know, it's going to be a free market. It's I've 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 watched and witnessed these things before. Uh, growing up in Silicon Valley, uh, there used to be about 200 different computer shops in the area. All little local people building building clones and stuff like that back in the uh, 486, and then there's the 46 SX days, uh, and you know that was just the same chip but with a smaller cache, I think it was. But uh, then it became that there was just like a few shops, and there was uh, Fry's, and there was Computer Central, uh, and then there was uh, a couple of these other things like uh, Micro Center, which is a national brand, and and then and then there became basically. Uh, Best Buy. <laughs> now there's buy, uh, Best Buy and uh, Circuit City went went under, and uh, then so that so there that is the worst case scenario is that if we treat vape shops like the fledgling computer shops of the day, or the fledgling video stores of the day. There used to be video stores on on lots of corners. You could start up a video store for very for a very inexpensive. Then came in Blockbuster. Uh, and then Blockbuster was chewed up by Netflix. So uh, that's why you want to be like a bar. You want to be like a winery. Uh, you want to be like a craft brewer. And you want to, uh, you know, be a specialty shop uh, catering to your customers' needs. And I think that uh, Pip uh, does a very good job uh, with doing that. I think other brands do as well. Uh, and uh, reminds me to reach out to Pip uh, to try and get her on the show. So that's what what you should do is listen to this uh, video, which is uh, if you go to YouTube, it's under UVN. UVN stands for United Vapors Network. And this show name that I'm referring to is what will happen on August 8th, FDA vape regulations, fight or flight. And again, I would say it's a 50 minute video and out of the last 90 days, this is the single best one. This is the only YouTube uh, YouTube uh, video on uh, advocacy and the deeming regulations that I've recommended to date. Uh, there are some things in here that are wrong, and I, I you know I, I think that the way that they're presenting them though is with question marks. They're not pounding the table with anything that they're saying that is wrong at least my opinion is that it's wrong they're not pounding the table so hard and they're not giving any advice that is not good advice so even on the things that I might think are technical items like uh, do you have to have a demonstrated sale that that is not supported in the law even though they've said that they're not giving bad advice anywhere so it's a great video again what will happen on August 8th vape FDA uh, FDA vape regulations fight or flight on the UVN so uh, you know as I have again not prepared for the show uh, I will go and I'm going to interview now uh, Matt Cully actually I, I don't I, I don't have an interview of him but I can see here when I loaded this video up that he just posted what will happen on August 8th I think this is a brand new video 
What's up Came guys, I'm Matt, third. back with another video. Yes, once again, I'm upstairs. If you didn't watch my last video, we had a flood downstairs and uh, I can't go down there until Friday, I believe. I actually I'm have seen this, this one. Wednesday, not sure if it's gonna go up today or not. I was gonna do a review today, trying to do some up close. Though, and basically that's a timeline FDA pathway. Those are substantial equivalents or pre-market tobacco applications. PMTA or substantial equivalents. And uh, we did talk about substantial equivalents and PMTA in other videos. If you guys are uncertain about those, uh, let me know in the comments. I could probably make a video about that. 18 and over or whatever age. These things probably just gonna be, you know, charge them a buck or something. And there has been some argument from others that have said that uh, as long as they're sampling just inside their shop and you're not giving them a free sample to take out of their shop, then that's okay. I can't comment on that. I'm not I'm not certain of it. Uh, better safe than sorry. If you are a shop owner and you don't know yet, like I said, have a lawyer look into it, but I would charge people for now. Um, okay, moving on. What else can pass some different guidelines that they need to pass, you know, childproof caps and whatever. This will help you quit smoking. Even though we know it to be true, the FDA wants you to lie to people site, but they're not really pushing them, promoting them or whatever. And change would basically grandfather every product in from august 8th the fda goes and lets a couple through just so they can uh you know been going on right now i will put a link to that in the description so that's uh that's summarizing what he had said so he's he's kind of like a news aggregator right there uh going over uh some things that here's the things that i heard wrong of what i just played um is that uh the the thing we do not know the answer. Actually, I think we do know the answer. We, you should be able to have free tasting in your vape shop if you are using zero nick products. And this is something that uh, uh, Kevin uh, on the VP Live Network asked me, and I confirmed it to him. It was also his belief. Uh, it's my belief as well that if you're using zero nick, that you don't have to charge for samples, nor would a... Uh, nor would any vape, uh, uh, you know, expo. If people, if you're giving away zero nick, zero tobacco-derived ingredient flavorings, you, that is not a tobacco product. If it's not a tobacco product, you can do what you're going to do with it. And now there's uh, people will rush up and down like uh, there's this guy named Freeze Winfrey that I heard some of his. Uh, uh, he was interviewed uh, this week, and he was saying, "Oh." Uh, I was actually typing in text and he was telling me I'm wrong and all this other stuff, but uh, I have seen nothing in the law, nor when I asked him to show me where it says in the law, was he able to do it, uh, where if it's zero nick, where you have to, uh, uh, where you have to charge for it. There's nowhere where it says that. And, and he was saying, oh, well, it says if it's used or intended to be used in a tobacco product and uh, great. Who cares if he was saying, say, if it's if it's intended to be used and then ends. And, and I say, great. Who cares again? I said it to him is uh, if to be an ends. What of the of in that an acronym, which stands for electronic nicotine delivery system, what in that an acronym must be within it to make it considered an ends? Well, obviously, it's nicotine. So if it doesn't have nicotine, it's not an ENDS. It's then an EDS, electronically, an electronic delivery system. There's no nicotine. 
So it's not an ENZ if it has no nicotine. It's not a tobacco product if it has no nicotine. And the only way that nicotine is a tobacco product if it is derived from tobacco. That's why TFN has a way uh, to work around uh, the, uh, the FDA. And, and we'll, we'll, we'll touch on that. Uh, keep, uh, whoever in the room, remind me to come back to that point about TFN and the device. Uh, so so what, he, what other things that Matt said uh, in that little section um, is, uh, I don't know, I, I, I was I went through it pretty fast, obviously, so uh, no, uh, do it again. If you're a manufacturer out there, I definitely uh, suggest you check that out. Better safe than sorry? I mean, you don't want to, uh, I mean, I agree, better safe than sorry, but at the same time, he's saying to go and talk to your lawyer. A lot of these shops don't have lawyers. They're, they're small shops. They do not have a business lawyer. They're just they're they're following the law. They 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 aim to steer clear of the law, and they don't have legal resources. That's why they they talk to people like Safada. That's why a good shop would would have in the past in er, in the the early days of Safada, not the new Safada, but in the early days of Safada, would join Safada to get this type of information. Now I've heard Shell Hamill talk about this topic, and she's on the same thing of of using the better say than sorry thing. Now, if Safada has lawyers and they can ask very discreet questions to those lawyers that are applicable to their membership, and their membership is about 900 vape shops, so the question is very specifically, if it has zero nicotine, what is the legal opinion of whether there needs to be charged for sampling? My belief, and everything that I've read in the law, says that it's not a tobacco product and you don't need to charge for samples. The end. Now, if there's going to be a lawyer that says otherwise, I would want to hear them. But as of yet, I have not heard a lawyer say that that is the case. And while while a lot of people like to jump up and down talking about how they're going to fight, how they're going to fight, 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 fight. Uh, you know, if you if you listen to uh, to uh, somebody called in uh, on Kevin's last show that was uh, saying uh, he was saying the wrong thing with. Uh, with the zero nick. Um, the first step of the FDA is not to come in there with the ATF and round you up under, under, with, uh, un, under, uh, you know, the first step of the FDA is to tell you to not do it. And there is not a single vape shop in this country that has been told to not do it by the FDA yet. So, you know, before everybody just has a panic and a freakout, follow your best business practices. And if if that you can charge for a sample, and uh, Shell and uh, Dimitri and some of these other people are saying, the first step the FDA will do is to give a warning. So why not do your best practices? charge a nickel if you want charge a quarter if you want to do sampling sell as i've been advising people giving legal advice what the hell uh sell a prepackaged in cellophane drip tip and if they buy that drip tip for a quarter 50 cents whatever that then they can sample they're they're allowed then to sample which i call tasting they are allowed to taste uh, much like a winery, you go into a winery and you know you buy the glass and they'll th that's it. You buy the glass and then you're allowed to taste. Uh, same sort of thing. 
you're not giving away free alcohol. Same thing. Uh, the alcohol analogy in this case is valid. Uh, but go ahead and do that. If you really want to be safe, charge a quarter, charge, you know, charge a quarter for a drip tip. And then, and then people are saying, well, you can't credit them back at the end and uh, saying it has to be some, some sort of substantial amount that is somehow related to the uh, manufacturing cost and the retail price of the thing. So if you're, if you're selling a $22 ball, uh, dollar bottle and you're going to let these people, uh, you know, vape, uh, then you're going to have to uh, force them to, uh, to pay more. You'll have to make it two bucks, you know, something crazy like that no there is nothing i have seen in the law that has any sort of uh addressing of the cost of the sample in association with the manufacturing cost i've seen nothing that even comes close to saying that here's what i would suggest yeah go ahead charge a quarter sell them a drip tip and uh, if you wanted to credit them back, yeah, you can credit to them back at the end. You, you, you can give them a discount. You, there's any different number of ways to do that. But if it's just a quarter, it's a fair price for a high-quality little silicon drip tip. And that's, uh, you know, it's, there's a vape shop. Uh, I think it's called Great Vapes. <laughs> there's probably a zillion of those uh, places. But they, they did this with me. Uh, they sold me a little uh, drip tip. It was 50 cents. It came in a little cellophane thing. It was a nice little drip tip. And uh, then you sample. Uh, and I, I don't think I was credited back in the end. But uh, that's the safe way, is to charge a quarter. But the other reasonably safe way is to continue a practice of using only zero nick tasting in your store, thereby it not being a tobacco product, thereby uh, it not under the FDA regulations. And the worst case scenario that's going to happen is that on August 9th, the FDA is going to huddle up and they're going to run over and they're going to jump into some vape shop and they're going to cite them and they're going to say you're doing this it's freshly regulated we're asserting that even though you have zero nicotine in your products that it's a tobacco product and we're going to we're going to give you a citation for that and we're going to warn you and if they if the FDA were to make that blunder Let's play chess. Let's play chess with the FDA. If that's the FDA's move, and they're white, right? We're playing black. We're defending. So if that's their move, uh, it's a stupid move. It, it, it's, it would fuck them up. They're not going to do it. And here's why it would screw them up. It would screw them up because at that point, when they are asserting that, it makes everything in the FDA lawsuits real. You know, it then becomes them being using an abuse of the discretion that the that the law has given them. The law enables the agency to enforce the regulations. So the agency is the fourth branch of government. It's not the press. the The fourth branch of government are the agencies. Uh, you know, so the FDA is. If they were to start doing that with a vape shop, number one they would have to make the case then immediately that something with zero nicotine 
is a tobacco product. And then, then that vape shop is going to then have a legal claim immediately and it's going to be actionable immediately because the FDA has taken enforcement action. Now what I said earlier is that uh, because the FDA has not done any hasn't done anything since 2009 when they seized Smoke Everywhere's products. They've done nothing since then. You can't have a, a solid court case making a claim of damages and asking the court to do something until they start doing something. So in this case, why they were not going to make that blunder, unless you think the FDA is a bunch of idiots, they're not going to make that blunder and go in and, and attack the vape shop and then give them on that very first day, some vape shop, just a warning. They're just going to get a warning. That's, that's the penalty for this violation. You, you are going to get a warning if you if you're, have all nicotine-free uh, testers and not charging samplings. You're going to get a warning. A warning is all you will get. And if one vape shop gets that warning, it's going to spread across social media like wildfire. It's going to be just like a lightning bolt, just everywhere they're going to know. And so then all of these vape shops and all the, all the lawsuits are better enabled. And why would they do that? It's going to screw up the legal cases. It's going to be a bad business decision. It's going to be a bad regulatory agency decision. Their lawyers are going to tell them not to do it. It's, and, it's, and it's a piddly type of thing anyway. It would be a tactical mistake. They're not going to do it. If they were to do it, it's beneficial. And the biggest damage that you get is a warning. So I sure hope they try and do it, I guess. But I would never be going around telling people like Freeze Winfrey is that that uh, this is this is the way it is. Now, he, obviously, he believes himself because he's doing his own shows and he, and he he's talking the whole hallmark of the vape slams and stuff is that it was a uh, a consumer focused uh, event. So uh, I believe that nobody was charged to get in. Uh, the only people that were the vendors and everybody you know had a good time. Uh, but now he's talking about charging $15 at the door and, and still not sure if he's going to be able to do samples. So he obviously believes what he's saying. Uh, I, I don't, I believe he's honest that way. Um, so we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, so what I was going to go back to, what I uh, said to, uh, well, it's a, anything but else here? Be on liquids as far as hardware, there has been some a better safe than There's, sorry. We don't know about uh, the hardware yet. What he just said with a, as better safe than sorry, I've already gone over that. Uh, hardware, if it doesn't have nicotine, it's not a tobacco product. If it's not a tobacco product, it's not regulated by the FDA. Uh, i said that so many times, I can say it pretty fast now, right? Eh? And what else is he saying? asking them for a GCC, which is a certificate. We already talked about uh, that. manufacturers, vendors of, you know, hardware products. Or one thing I will tell you, and that I know a lot of companies are doing, is that some of these Chinese companies and other manufacturers are just pumping out products right now on the market. And what a lot of them are doing, and I think is the, probably the smart way, is they're kind of doing a soft launch. Okay, so, uh, yeah, everybody's releasing as much product as possible. It's called a soft launch, uh, whatever you want to call it. The same thing applies to e-liquids. Of these products, you know, they're creating, they're getting purchase orders, putting them on their site, but they're not really pushing them, promoting them or whatever. And then kind of, you know, rolling out a few each month. It won't work with hardware as much because 
you know you can you can hold flavors back in abeyance but uh, it doesn't matter with hardware anyway because hardware is not controlled by the tobacco control act already as they have said uh and we're still waiting on sevia who uh sevia is uh sevia <sighs> has not told us what their plans to do with new hardware are are they going to release new hardware in the united states and one of the things that that matt says uh in this video is that uh if you're like a, a big vape shop that you're going to still be able to buy from China and bring it into the country uh, if it's a new product. And uh, what I'm saying is that if, big, you know, if I believe that I'm wrong and say I'm wrong and that the FDA is going to suddenly uh, uh, regulate hardware without nicotine. So all of you are right. All of me, all of me standing here uh, by myself and I'm wrong, right? If the FDA does that, they will be able to easily at customs stop all hardware coming in. You better damn believe it. If you don't believe that, uh, you know, that uh, Homeland Security uh, is going to be able to stop this stuff at the door, uh, that they're not going to be, they'll just target things coming out of uh, Shenzhen, uh, which has other stuff coming out of it. I mean, if they were going to do it, which I, I still disagree with, but if I'm wrong and they're going to do it and you're all right, they'll be able to stop health cabin. They'll be able to stop uh, whatever that other one is, the uh, the big one, uh, Alibaba. They'll be able to stop all of those. They'll just hire, you know, Jeff, the intern from Carnegie Mellon, and he'll come in there or write a script. He'll, he'll ferret it all out and they'll just do it. It'll be easy to stop. So, uh, you know, you know, we're living in the future, unfortunately, and uh, Big Brother is just one good script and a couple key tables away. Uh, so what was the other thing uh, I think I wanted to remind myself to talk about uh, is this whole thing. There, There's a massive conspiracy theory going on with uh, tobacco-free nicotine and their uh, little device. Uh, and so they announced a device, and I think it's from a company called VapeX, and uh, it will only work with TFN. It's a device that will only work with TFN. So there's two ways that that can happen, and they they announced a pod. A pod will, it's a sealed pod, so it will only be it'll only be filled with TFN, so it can only use TFN. But, and I haven't talked to. Uh, Ron Tully. I haven't talked to anybody over at these companies. All I've done is read the press release. So what I'm going to tell you is what I think I know what they're doing. I've also watched the rather enjoyable uh, conspiracy theories. Uh, and they're kind of funny. Uh, and I think that they're wrong on some things. And uh, I wonder if I'll, if I'll... I might play one of these ones. There's some guys that, that were just ripping on Dimitri... Uh, and I found it incredibly hilarious. Uh, I still, on some of their stuff, they could be right. Like on, on Dimitri, they could be they could be right. But on this theory with TFN, I, uh, ironically, I think they're they're wrong when it comes to Ron Tully, TFN, TFN manufacturers in this device. So I'm just gonna give a giant caveat here. Uh, this is all nobody has told me anything. <laughs> Um, this is all from the press release 
I would love to talk to these guys. I'd love to have a working relationship with TFN because I believe TFN is a good product. But this theory is funny. So it, it can work with pods, but TFN sold in bottles. So it's sold in bottles, so this device is going to work with it in bottles because why on earth would somebody... Uh, start using TFN with all of the marketing of TFN and what it reports to do uh, why would they sell it in these bottles and not have it be able to be used in that device so it has near field communications and that just means that uh, there will be something embedded into the packaging of that bottle that will tell the device that it's there it'll go hello I'm here and here's my serial number and then the device is going to have enough intelligence to go, okay, I recognize your serial number, and I recognize that you're this flavor, and I recognize that you should probably be vaping in this range for that, for that viscosity of your e-liquid, and I'm going to let you fire. And, uh, and it's going to fire, and it's going to fire, and it's going to fire. And then the press release says that it will only work with TFN. So if I have a device and I have a a box that I went to uh, that tells the, the the device that it has fluid in it and it knows its size and it knows its uh it hold on a second uh, and and it, sorry about that and it's uh and uh hold hold on a second. The TFN device knows. I got to start over. Uh, train of thought disrailed. The device will only fire with TFN. It, the device reports in the press release that it will only work with TFN. TFN is sold in packages, sealed sealed units, and it's also sold in not sealed units. So uh, we can ignore the sealed units and then we just talk about what's in the bottle. So the bottle is going to have to be embedded with this near field communication thing. So it's going to give a serial number over to the device. The device will know the flavor of it and it will know the uh, and it will know you know the, the PGV ratio and it will probably give a range of how hot to fire that. Because if they give it, if they give it a normal range on what to do for like a high VG juice, it will fire it at higher watts. For low VG, it'll fire a range and lower. They'll be able to control the temperature of the coil by by having a range of user adjustability, which the FDA is already well aware that temperature is the only thing that counts as far as the uh, the variants of devices. As I said last week, there's a whole bunch of talk about all the different ways that you'll have to test with all these different devices. It, it all boils down to what heat the coil temperature will ultimately be. So the theory is that these people are uh, going to uh, control the market and, and that uh, you're going to uh, if you're not connected into the uh, interwebs, that your device will no longer be will never longer to be able to fire. And then if, if you're around a gas station that sells cigarettes, they're going to turn off your your vaporizer to force you to go back in and buy a, a pack of analogs, uh, because all these sort of crazy conspiracy theories. 
So what's going to happen is the way it's though it's going to work for open open bottles is that the device is going to calculate how much it fires with that associated label, and then after it thinks that you're going to run out of fluid by the by the watts and the voltage that you've been running it, and I doubt that maybe they're going to be uh, calculating airflow too. It has a four-prong connector. I don't know if they're going to be calculating airflow too, but it, once they figure it out uh, when you when that bottle should be empty, what they'll probably do is they'll just double it. They'll use their best guess and they'll just double it, and then uh, after that, your device won't fire until you bring it another package that has a new serial number. So it will only vape TFN, and it's kind of like an HP printer cartridge. It's kind of like the Keurig 2.0. If you have a Keurig 2.0, you know that there's something inside that little cap of the the, the K cups that that the machine reads and if it doesn't see that it will then not fire a generic k-cup Keurig is rather famous for patenting those little tiny k-cups and making bank off of those things so after they lost their patent and other people can produce them they then embedded something into the device they're selling so it's the old uh, shavers and handles thing give away the handle sell the blades uh, so that's what this device is. It's giving away the handle to sell the blades. Again, I, I'm from Silicon Valley, native. Uh, so I've seen a lot of technology, people running out with the best, brightest new technology that was stillbirth, never going to take off, and never going to work in the market. And that's what I believe uh, that this device is. It's probably a fine device, but it's going to be a costly device. Uh, maybe they've figured out something to do with the coils to make it a really... It's going to be... Uh, it's going to be the Proveri of ego-style things. It's, it's going to have a lot of bells and whistles, and for somebody that was a happy vapor with a Proveri, or somebody that doesn't care about their cost of vaping and just wants to vape, yeah, people will probably buy it. So, what I just said there was wrong. It, 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 it has a market, but... The main reason why TFN is is buddied up with this company, the technology company, is because this technology proves that the device to vape TFN is not a tobacco product. So if you believe that the FDA is going to regulate hardware, vaping hardware, there's a whole bunch of things you have to jump through to get it approved and I know that Evolve is jumping over all those things so that when I had mentioned in a previous show that Dimitri is really uh, aggressively harming the vaping industry by supporting patent infringement of Joytech that is uh, driving down the prices that is puts literally Evolve into jeopardy uh, as a business, as an ongoing business thing, if they, if Evolve loses out uh, because of the the these predatory pricing of the Chinese, uh, you know, industry that uh, Dimitri is now a consultant for, I, that's uh, that's the latest thing I heard is uh, out of his own mouth. Is he he's a paid consultant for these Chinese firms? It's not just Sevia. 
so if the Chinese wipe out Evolve and Evolve was the only people that was going to be able to get the hardware with, with variable wattage and temperature control past the FDA under this terrible scenario where I'm wrong and you're all right thinking that the FDA is going to uh, go after hardware. If you're all right and I'm wrong, Evolve is the only saving grace. They're the only people that are going to be able to do that. All these Chinese companies are not going to do it. So uh, under that horrific situation, everybody was paying two cents for their Evolve, bo uh, for their Joytech, you know, paying $30 for a, uh, a Wismec, uh, R, uh, not the RX200, but the, the, fake, uh, the fake Evolve 200, if it's the RX or whatever it is. I think it's the RX. Uh, whatever the fake one is, whatever the fake uh, Joytech board is, while everybody's been buying that and that's been just absolutely crushing an American manufacturer, if if Evolve goes out of business, Joytech is not going to take it and, and get past the FDA. So we're all going to be screwed. How does this relate back to the, the crazy theorist on TFN? What TFN has done is that they've created a device that will only work with TFN. So when the FDA knocks on the door and says, well, Ed Wolf is wrong and, uh, you know, we're right now and we're going to take away your vaping hardware. What now TFN has positioned themselves to say is, oh, no, no, sir, uh, this device will not work with those tobacco products. Those tobacco products contain nicotine. Our products contain no nicotine. This device vapes our products. It does not vape their products. If you're going to regulate hardware, dear FDA, I understand that. Uh, I understand that's what you're going to do. However, my dear establishment, uh, which salutes the flag and, uh, you know, and does everything the right way, has nothing to do with nicotine, dear sirs. We only have to do with tobacco-free nicotine sorry tobacco we have nothing to do with tobacco everything 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 but tobacco right delete that fix that we have nothing to do with tobacco we only do tobacco free nicotine and our nicotine is the cleanest the best our devices that uh, this device here let me show you this example this won't even work with those tobacco products so for you to call my high-tech you know variable watt device if you want to regulate it under the Tobacco Control Act, that's an onerous process. I understand that. And I understand that you're the FDA and you get to do those things. Fortunately for me, and out of respect for you, I've made this device here that will only fire tobacco-free nicotine, dear FDA. As you can see, try it yourself. You have to have this box. It won't work without this box. When it runs out of e-liquid, the device talks to the box, it knows how big it is, it turns itself off. If somebody bought one of my devices and then tried to use it with tobacco, uh, with that, with just normal nicotine out of those bottles of, of just these other things, all these non-TFN products, if, if dear FDA, if, if they were to buy my device and try and use it with it, my device won't even work. It's kind of like a fingerprint thing uh, on, on a trigger lock. It's a fingerprint on a trigger lock. Dear FDA, I've done all of this just for you. Uh, you know, this is what Ron Tully would be doing in TFN. Again, I, you know, uh, as I've been talking about TFN, it's a contingency product. It's a product that has value. Even if you don't like whoever, that product has certain capabilities in this war that we're in. 
in this fight that we're in. So anybody that doesn't like TFN, uh, I don't know who you are. I don't know why you'd be, but TFN is a a good soldier. It's a mercenary. It it needs to be paid. You'll have to pay a price for it. But there's some scenarios out there on this chessboard with the FDA where, you know, you, you pay your entry fee and uh, you keep on you keep your business going with TFN, and that is why. I was so against what VTA was doing. Now, here's the irony. VTA, John, uh, Tully is on VTA's board and whatever with Cole Bishop and blah, blah, blah. I won't go into that. So that's what that device does. It's, it is an electronic device that will work with only TFN. And under the scenario where the FDA comes after hardware, that device will survive as long as the FDA can't regulate nicotine. It can only regulate tobacco-free. Uh, it can only regulate nicotine generated from tobacco, and that is why I was so against the Cole Bishop bill amendments. Is because it takes away that. It takes away. Uh, it, it it then regulates nicotine only by the fact of nicotine. It takes away. It removes. In the current Tobacco Control Act, it says nicotine derived from tobacco. What the Cole Bishop bill does is it says nicotine. It removes tobacco. So that is why uh, that device was created. It's a technology study. It's a contingency product, even again. It's something that might be used for, for high-end people that, you know, people that, that device to me, it looks like a it looks like it's a Proberry price. It's it's a premium product. It looks like it's solid. They'll probably have a good warranty. It's 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 a premium product. Uh, and so I saw the the computer. It has four prongs, a connector. So it, it's it's definitely has two more prongs, uh, two more communication channels to the atomizer than does a uh, than does a normal product. Uh, it's probably doing some pretty neato things inside there. Uh, it's probably probably a good product, but it's not. It's not a big fuck you to the industry. It's not something that is coming after us. Uh, it it is is running in parallel and it's trying to avoid the long arm of the FDA. So uh, nobody uh, should be uh, too uh, confused with that. I'm gonna pause this for a second because uh, I just got a PM from somebody I was gonna try an interview. Okay, so um, that's what it is. It's it's a proof of concept. It's it allows it allows TFN to steer clear of hardware regulations, and that's all it does. Other than that, it's just a expensive mod that that reports to uh, vape liquids better. But to be sure, you're not going to be able to buy that device and use it for anything other than TFN. So it's a TFN-only device. I think, I think again, I've only read the press release, but I know enough about near-field communications and how you can do things. And I, and I've, I've, uh, I've hacked a Keurig coffee maker before. I've hacked, uh, I've hacked uh, HP printer cartridges. Uh, it's all the same sort of stuff. So, okay, as as I look for this thing, I'm trying to pull up. Uh, I was reminded of one thing: uh, is that there are people that are selling e-liquids with a, a cap that is a, uh, a safety cap and then like a unicorn bottle without a safety cap and I think that's not going to fly. 
So uh, if you're selling something, it better be in a safety cap, and you better not be providing your customers an alternative to uh, to having a safety cap. Uh, not in the in the box, because people what they do is they sell it with the safety cap, and they sell it with thing that that you just screw out. So I'm, I'm while I'm looking for this video right now, I'm uh, I'm unable to uh, find. Well, I'm unable to find the video, but I, I'm seeing scrolling across these bottles that that have non-safety cap screw caps on them and it's just uh, if people are gonna buy those they're gonna have to go into their local vape shop and buy them that way they're don't sell them together is uh, I, I don't think that's gonna fly at all um, and if you're a vape shop and you're really paranoid about this stuff which I don't think you have to be as paranoid as you think but uh, if the CPSC comes in and they take a look at one of your packages and it has a safety cap and a empty bottle without a safety cap they're gonna say uh-uh that don't fly um, so I'm still looking for this video uh, and uh, okay well I think I'm gonna close the show and uh, so we'll do a little summary here uh, if you're in the vaping business um, you need to continue to uh, be in the vaping business you need to file your regulatory paperwork to stay in the vaping business. You need to uh, have good practices for your vape shops. If you're a vape shop, you'll find that there are some distributors out there that will be trying to assist you, and you should seek them out. Uh, yeah, this is kind of kind of stupid sounding. Let's start it all over. Uh, the FDA has uh, has come out, and on the ninth, the rules go into effect. Uh, Shit stores coming, everybody fucking freak out, run for the hills, close your businesses. The FDA deeming rules are uh, absolutely impossible. You might as well give up now. I apologize, I've been wrong the whole time. The FDA is going to be regulating hardware. You're all fucked. We're fucked. Everybody's fucked. And uh, and uh, TFN is a gigantic conspiracy uh, to uh, take over the vaping thing. Uh, the uh, tobacco companies are on our side, and they're going to be helping us. Oops. Actually, they will be. In California, uh, oh, yeah, that's... And then, with that, as as this punch drunk, I think I'll call the show punch drunk, as, uh, as, uh, as I wind down and get ready to start working again, uh, it's, uh, 8.24 over here, and the, uh, the work day is about to start. Um, I'll try and, you know, I think the best thing I can do is play out what uh, what I played in last week's show on because this this is therapy here this is therapy uh, and uh, this is therapy for the soul therapy for the vaping soul you know I know that there's some people that are freaked out right now that they're upset and I just want to assure you it's gonna get better on on Tuesday, it's going to get better. Things are going to get better. It's it's the the world is not going to close down. They, people are going to start to talk to each other again. This is like the, the analogy I've been using for a friend is that this is like a giant traffic jam. This is a giant Los Angeles traffic jam, and it's people. The the freeway has stopped. People are are getting out of their cars, turning off their engines. 
and fortunately it hasn't been at night if this was at night it would have been a real problem but fortunately it's still been day people can look around there's no muggings going around but people are frustrated screaming upset and and wondering what the hell how and they they can't move through traffic how can life go on on the 9th there there things are going to ease up the 9th is the roadblock is stopped it, we, we get past this accident and we we start to be able to drive again there is going to be pressure from the FDA that that you know what's going to happen what things are going to happen when but there are now going to be three times as many e-liquids on the market so every single vape shop is going to have more e-liquid than they could possibly want to have and if you if you dive for the bottom if you run for the bottom of the stuff if you don't try and have uh, you know e-liquids that that have margins that can support your business you'll fry yourself if you if you overbuild in in an oversaturated market if you decide to to build across from the starbucks a dunkin donuts and wonder if you're going to still sell as much coffee as you expected you won't things like that won't change uh but if you're if you're if you got a vape shop and you know the big thing what's going to happen are these taxes there's more taxes coming in as i did in the last show most of this stuff is not going to matter. It's all going to come down to taxes. And and that's pretty pretty soon going to be almost the only focus that I'm going to try and do uh, is who can help us with taxes. I've, I've seen... Uh, let me see. I'll go here. Uh, it was something called Stop Proposition 66. Stop Proposition 56. Uh, it's called no on proposition 66 so this is what is necessary for the vaping industry it's talking about these taxes on smokers and it's talking about these taxes on vapors and oh who on earth could be here to help us out um uh oh well, I think that people should still support this this effort to stop Proposition 56. However, if you read at the bottom, it says paid for by no one 56, stop the special tax grab thing. So that's great. Everybody's happy so far, right? Major funding from Philip Morris, RJR, uh, and a coalition of taxpayer education, healthcare providers, law enforcement, and small businesses. Philip Morris and RJR. So, uh, no on proposition for California. So uh, you know uh, when when I've been when I've said before that uh, sure why why wouldn't uh, Dimitri's going around saying oh look uh, big tobacco doesn't want the grandfather date thing either. That's 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 Dimitri Akrofonis's asinine stupidity at its worst. I mean. Does, how stupid does that fucktard have to be to be saying shit like that? It's just stupid. Of course, the biggest companies, the biggest tobacco companies, benefit by the harshest regulations on vapor. They absolutely do. Absolutely. And and for him to say otherwise is just stupid. It's it's beyond stupid. It, it's uh. It's uh, negligently putting the industry in risk, uh, whatever you want to call it. But it's just, of course, 
and and who who else? I heard uh, Bruce Nye, who is a guy that I, I mostly like, and uh, and he was saying that he doesn't think that big tobacco is going to uh, to put to even bother to put in the PMTA. They're not going to even bother to do it because they can't afford it. Now that's that's foolish. Uh, so big tobacco bad all that stuff uh you know a lot of uh smokers claim that uh they weren't weren't told uh they got uh 30 year old smokers claiming that they weren't told uh even though the report came out over 50 years ago now um but anyway uh so sure on a national side uh tobacco is against vapor uh and tobacco wants to uh big tobacco all tobacco is tobacco uh tobacco wants to uh to uh, wipe out the the little industry that we have, this cottage industry, there's no question about it. Um, they're not going to go out of their way to kill us. They they'll they'll go out of their way to 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 use. And if you play poker, if you're the big stack wants to push around the small stacks. That that that's the poker analogy. Uh, so surely that big tobacco is the big stack and can easily push around its power on the same game and take advantage of that. But here, for Proposition 56, we better all be jumping aboard the bandwagon here with these guys because they, you know, the grandfather date might be good for them, but taxes in this case are not good for them. Uh, and it's it's far, far worse for vapors. So uh, this is the first organized effort I have seen by anybody to fight this proposition for other Californians as I am this show is going to rapidly go into stopping prop 56 and as as I best it again I'm going to apologize before I say it I'm a little bit punch drunk this week I've been punched so many times I'm, I'm a little loopy but being somewhat familiar with with how political protests go on in San Francisco I think what we need to do is here's my best plan of yet and if you guys have better plans I'm welcome to hear them but at this point the only plan being proposed is this one because I haven't heard anybody else talking about Proposition 56 except uh, not blowing smoke and no more casualties uh, they're the only people that have talked about it nobody Safada isn't talking about it uh, you know nobody's really you know you know, Safada, California might be talking about it, but Safada National, who they're they're out to lunch. I, I don't know, I don't know where the hell Safada National is these days. Uh, if anybody finds out where, I think what's happening with Safada uh, National is that the people that are running it, which is Shell Hamill now, has her own damn business to run, and they have no paid person running the show otherwise, except uh, you know they might have. Uh, you know, uh, research staff uh, that are is still working at Safada. But the, my understanding is that they have no paid director. They have no, nobody's being paid to do anything. So Shell has an e-liquid company and she's got a, uh, she's got a, uh, a whole line of uh, different stores that she's trying to manage. So, you know, if, if the leadership of Safada is, has, has their own business to take care of or the business of their members, what do you think this leadership is? Of course, they're going to take care of their own business. That's just human nature. So uh, she's probably doing that. Uh, oh, and I guess the other thing that I uh, haven't, haven't forgot to talk about is the big premiere of 
no more, uh, sorry, not no more casualties, but uh, a billion lives is going to occur, I think it's the 6th, so on Sunday, a big premiere, big premiere party, uh, I think it's being funded by uh, the after party by Molecule Labs, uh, and then uh, I've seen some other flyers, you know, so uh, this is going to be the most people seeing this this movie by far, we'll get a whole bunch of reviews, I think people have read reviews, I hear it's a good video, I, I know uh, one of the people that's in it, uh, named uh, David Gorlick, uh, and he's a good guy. Uh, I like him a lot, and uh, and I guess that it it starts from the angle of uh, big tobacco with cigarettes, then then transfers it over onto uh, to uh, the current practice. Uh, I've read the reviews of it. it. Sounds like a good movie. Uh, I've I've seen the the previews of it. There's uh, Aaron has a good speaking voice uh, for this type of documentary. There's certain people that have good narrating voices, and he's got a good one. Uh, and so it'll, it'll be a good movie. Some people think uh, this MIT Brickman guy thinks it's going to change the world. I'd be happy to see that. I am concerned uh, that there might be too much hopes put into uh, this movie changing the world. Uh, but uh, I'm certainly uh, willing to uh, hope that it does do as much as it could do. I certainly hope it does do as much as it could do. And uh, I think it's something that should be supported. Um, and uh, when it's available, I will watch it. Uh, but I will not be flying to Milwaukee. So that's what it is. And so now here for your therapeutic purposes... Maxine Nightingale, back in the day.
and and the next song up, I'm, I'm, this is a bonus track. Uh, this is a country western song that was uh, the first country western song put to a disco beat. And here we go. the end of the vaping world it's the end of the vaping world that's great it starts with an earthquake birds and snakes and airplane Lenny Bruce is not afraid I have a hurricane listen to yourself churn world serves its own needs dummy serve your own needs beat it up an ox beat grunt no strength the ladder starts to clatter with fear fight down high wire in a fire representative seven games in the government for hire
It's the end of the world as we know it.